Robots Growth Podcast. This is an episode number seven, and this is a solo episode. I'm happy to have you guys here back. And today we are talking about marketing. I wanted to spend time on talking about a very important aspect of fundamental aspect of marketing. It's copywriting. And I wanted to share things that I've learned from the very best copywriters and that will make you a better marketer in a very short period of time. And that applies to not only writing copy, but just understanding how the influence works. So it's just 12 steps. I'm going to go through it, and it will be less in-depth than I have a version of this on video. Um, So if you want to see more details on this copywriting, you can go on my website. It's uh, sergeyross.live, and you can click on um, Ross Insider. It's on your top left, and then you'll be able to see the video that I uh, will be talking about. Same thing, but it's just more in-depth. But I wanted to give you a short preview because I know some people prefer the audio version, so let me dive into it. The very first thing that you need to remember when you're writing a copy in marketing is that you want to be writing the way that people speak. That is the most important thing because people don't like when they receive a scripted message or when they receive a text or an email uh, or whatever they're reading that is doesn't sound natural doesn't sound like the way they they talk uh, and then they immediately put it in um, a pile or b pile this is what uh, one of the very best copywriters in the world talks about gary halbert Hul- 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 i believe <laughs> it's hard to pronounce halbert uh, his last name so he talks about that where you need to be able to put B in this A pile, where A pile means personal, right? They don't have all the scripted messages. They are Those are the messages or emails that you collect from your mom, from your friends, and you want to be looking, you want to look like that, you want to feel like that. So it's very important to write the way you speak. The second point is that you it's okay if your grammar is not perfect and, and using a lot of pronouns as well helps. I know it's a controversial point, but a lot of times the way we speak is not perfectly grammatically correct. So if you read Associated Press guide on grammar, you'll see that there's, if you follow that, right, for example, our Canadian Press guide, you will see that the grammar will be different and you don't necessarily have to follow it because, again, people don't necessarily care if it's something is grammatically correct, if it reads right, if they understand and if they get it. That is super important. So I would be super easy on the grammar. I wouldn't really go too far. I know some people are, especially those who spend time in journalism before, they would be very tough on that. I don't think that's that important. And you can get a really good response rate, open rate, conversion rate by not necessarily following the best grammar rules. And you will see the very best copywriters say the same thing. So the third point is you want to read out loud. Uh, You want to read your sentence out loud, your message out loud, your email copy out loud, and just to see if it makes sense. Would you say that to your friend? This is what I've heard from Dave Gerhard, who is a VP of marketing at Drift. Uh, So if you can't really picture yourself saying it to your friend, then just don't say it, because that's, that's the rule. And if you follow that rule, that is a really great way to just go through their copy and then improve it because the way that you say uh, will make will make a difference and it and the goal as you know is to write the same way you speak so that's a good exercise to go through the fifth point is that each sentence must sell in whatever way because the best way to think about it is that if you are selling in person does the sentence that you are trying to convey help convince the prospect or not so and 
this is what I've learned from Cloud Hopkins Scientific Advertising is what it, will it help a salesman sell the goods in person, right? So whenever you are coming up with a headline, whenever you are coming up with an opener, whenever you are coming up with your body copy in the email, in the landing page copy, will that help to sell it? If it doesn't help to sell it, then just don't use it. And this is one of the things where, you know, there's a lot of companies and large companies included, they have this catchy headlines that sound cool and they are creative but will that the act will that sentence actually help you if you are selling door-to-door sell the product or service very unlikely probably won't so that's one of the things that you have to remember and each time to just do put it on your chat on the checklist and then come up with your own checklist and then use that after you completed the copy, because that will be super important. Each sentence must sell in whatever way it is. Uh, and that's the best way to think about it, because the and the point of the copywriting is not to sound artistic or creative. It is, end of the end point is to sell it, to sell something. And there will be a call to action. Ideally, it's one call to action, not three or four, like a lot of other people like to, to say, like, hey, subscribe to my email list and like our page. And by the way, I, would, I wanted to hear from you. People need to be very, people need to be given direction and being like very clear, um, you want to make yourself very clear to say, hey, this is what you should be doing, right? So each sentence must sell. Number six, using PS. PS is a really cool way to, because it's one of the important parts of, one of the most important parts of sales letter. There's a stat that says about 80% of people read PS. And this is what Drew Whitman says as well. He's a, one of the copywriters. He wrote a book, amazing book called Cash Advertising. It's really, really good. And you want to restate your offer or repeat your call to action, right? So uh, a lot of people will read PS and they will just jump straight to the PS point. So you don't want to miss that, miss out on that. You want to use PS. And if you see a lot of uh, cool emails from companies like Drift, from uh, well-known other companies, they would be using PS sign a lot in their email list and their personal new newsletters of some of their employees so really cool way to to stand out and make your offer stronger number seven it's you want to write short paragraphs really short paragraphs especially the one that are the openers right so the reason for that is because you want to create some sort of a hook some sort of a mystery and the way to do it is you could literally just say something like this i confess period we are free or you can say it's tough or this is important, SWAT teams use them. It's a problem. It's a fast way to lure your customers into your copy. And it's a really great way because think about it, like you, when you go through, you scroll through your feed on your LinkedIn or on your Twitter, maybe less likely on Twitter, but I would say LinkedIn or Facebook, when you see an opener like that, it's you want to read that. You want to read what's going on. And when it says I, it means that it's something really personal. People, a lot of people, they love reading about other people. That's just a fact because we like stories. We like to know how other people live. And um, if you know a little bit about the project Humans of New York, I believe it's called, and um, that that project, uh, that is, um, you can read more about it online. Uh, it's all built on the fact that people want to learn and know how other people live. They want to see if can they relate and how, how is it. So short paragraph ch- or choppy copy is super effective. So I would highly recommend to start with that. Personal pronouns. It's number eight. I did mention it briefly. It's pronouns like you and I. And those are important because, you know, mass communications, you want to turn 
your communication and it will be mass communication it will be automated in some way that's let's be real that's that's a fact you use mailchimp you use parta you use marketo you use salesforce built-in email whatever you're using doesn't really matter the fact is it will be automated but you don't you don't have to compromise um your um email or your message to sound it less personal you use a lot of pronouns to make it sound personal and you want to make make sure you're talking to me and i'm your customer i want to know uh, what's your whatever offer is about but i want to hear that you you say do you can you would you can i get your opinion i think you would these are all great lines to use and uh, make it sure that uh, you are using a lot of pronouns number nine is you want to crush your competition with extremely specific copy right extremely specific copy so extreme specificity in your copy i would say and here's an example you know and i I give an example in more details on on the video restaurant number one for example they have um they have a booklet not not a booklet sorry it's it's a flyer yeah it's a flyer for restaurant number one and it says home cooking is wonderful chicken parmesan spaghetti manicotti and more and that's the whole entire ad, right? So, okay, we know there's home cooking and it's great. And then we kind of know what, what's in, what's included in this thing, right? So it doesn't really stand out much. Uh, it just says what it is. And then there's a restaurant number two, similar sort of thing to the first one, but they describe it in a different way with their coupon. They say, make our bread fresh every day. We make our bread fresh every day, golden and crusty. Our pasta is made from scratch. We use only fresh herbs in all our recipes only pure cold pressed 100% virgin olive oil is served spring water fills your glass mellow italian music fills the air and softly glowing candles light your table wow (laughs) this is this is so good you could i'm sure you could you could say you could like grab that almost right that you you know how it feels and all you did you just wrote a word you just wrote words but then when you read it your mind instantly pictures that atmosphere you pictures that product that service how amazing it feels and and as you know like a lot of people go to the restaurant not only because of the food is great but because it feels great the atmosphere is amazing and this these guys restaurant number two they captured it so 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 well restaurant number one they just said sure home cooking is wonderful that's it where are you going to go you're going to go to the restaurant number two so super important to have extreme specificity in your copy and describe it in more details Okay, so number 10. Number 10 is headlines. Headlines one of, are probably one of the most important things when you are when it comes down to your copy because 90% of I think I believe it was David Ogilvy who said if you have a headline that um, it's not great, then you wasted 90% of your money, right? And um, most people will read headlines and a few people will jump into copy, especially right now when you have so many feeds going on, so many apps and so many, just so much distraction. It's really hard to stop somebody in their tracks and then say, hey, read this, well, here's why. So a good way to do that is use for use, right? So for titles, that would be something that has to be urgent, something that is specific, something is useful and unique, right? So urgent, specific, useful, and unique. And then if you can, you put your biggest benefit in your headline. So for example, you can come up with something like this, how to lose weight in three easy steps in just one week. Now, this headline does not match all of four criteria, but it does match three. So if you can match four, amazing. This is like the very, very, very good headline. If you can match three out of four, that's pretty good. If you have two out of four, 
not the best. You you really want to work more on that. And a good process to um, to write headlines is to write a lot of them. Because like let's let's think about it. Like when you are coming up with a good piece of content, like I'm coming up with this podcast, or I'm coming up with with a, with a video. Like I spend a lot of my time, ninety five percent of my time, on creating this piece of content, and then one percent or even point five percent. 0.5% on creating on on coming up with a, with the headline that will be the most important thing and then I sh- and then I send it over right so it doesn't even matter in many ways if my content is amazing but my headline sucks nobody's going to go there nobody's going to click on this thing so it's really important to allocate enough time on your headline you can start with it or you can come do work on that later after you finish your content, you finish your email, obviously same applies for subject lines in the email, but you want to spend enough time, write 10, 15, 20 of those, and then just pick the one that works. Um, Get the feedback from your team, get the feedback from your friends. Those are really important. Number 11, address objections and flaws right away. And this is a really good approach because what what happens is when you have certain things that you're not perfect about, right? Like we are not perfect. Maybe you are not the best at, your company is not the best at, and in sales, right? Uh, and you are you are a service company, and you provide sales and marketing consultant. You can say, look, we are much stronger in marketing. We are not as as strong in sales, uh, or something like that, right? You say what a prospect you say what a prospect can say before they say it. So the so the prospect can't really say that, right? So whatever whatever doubt or whatever um, challenge a prospect thinks that you have, you want to address it first. Uh, you could say, look, we are not number one. Or maybe you could say, like Avisted, uh, the car rental company, which is, was a brilliant ad campaign. Or So you want to do that because you want to build trust. You want to build that rapport. And that is a really, really great approach. So highly encourage you to do that. Number 12 is tell a story before and after. And this is a very strong one because uh, I've learned about it from Ryan Dice, who is a CEO of Digital Marketer. And what he talks about is that you want to obviously tell a story. All marketers or most marketers tell stories right now, but there are different criteria or different levels how you tell a story before and after. Um, and there, the criteria would be, for example, starting with something like half, right? What do you what you didn't have, um, and then you have now, uh, or maybe you didn't have something now you do, right? So you could say a lot of companies or a lot of people will describe. Um, the before state, right? So how things suck or how they're terrible and then now you should buy this. Or they will describe an after state. But then not a lot of companies describe before and after state. And these are important because you want to relate to your consumer, to your prospect, to, to, your, to your person who wants to buy this thing, to relate and get in their mind so they, they feel like you understand them. And then you show them how life is going to be better and and tastier and faster and whatever it is after you bought this thing. But you want to show them that you understand how their life sucks right now. So you can say it with with a criteria as have, right? They didn't have, they have something. You can say it with something like average day, which is much stronger now. On average day, you could say something, oh, so here's your average day, and you can tell a story. You could be in writing, it could be a video. You can say before, here's how you do it, right? And um, Ryan explains it with uh, a landscaper example, uh, like how you wake up, like how you have to set an alarm on a Saturday, things suck, and then and after you do, you you buy the service or you buy this product, things are so much nicer. Everything's transformed. It's brilliant. 
and you don't have to wake up, you have so much more time to spend with your family and whatever, insert the benefit that will be related to your customer. So it's amazing. Another one, another criteria that you can use for telling a story before after is the status because people love statuses. Everybody loves the status. What is the status of a person before? Or they're like... They are just an average, average person. They don't. They are not certified, right? People, people want to be certified, whatever they're doing, right? As an example, and then before they are just like whatever. They're average, um, average Johnny, not certified, just like an average mechanic. After they buy your service or your product, uh, Johnny suddenly officially certified Mercedes mechanic who works with AMG type of vehicles. That sounds amazing. That's it's a, such a tangible value and people love it and it it's already means something more to them. So this is another way to add to your story. And another one or the last one is good versus evil, right? Good versus evil is a really cool, cool approach because it's talking about how you are fighting a big battle uh, and how is it, what was it like before and it was, what was it like after? And I believe Ryan gives an example of Apple 1984 commercial uh, and that was a great example apple fighting ibm uh, having all these people who are very much uh, like robots right not not understanding or not seeing the light and then suddenly the screen cracks um, the hammer gets flown and and everybody gets it like oh my god and mac comes here and so essentially the status and this last good versus evil criteria they all live in brand awareness. It's all brand awareness. And those are the most strongest ones. If you want to build a story uh, around before and after, and you want to build a story in the market that's already super crowded, right? There's a lot of people like fitness or weight loss, whatever it is. Those are the strongest usually because the ones that are before, even the average day or have, though, and or how people feel, they how they feel before, how they feel after, usually other people, other companies will be doing that already. So you want to be playing in a in a deeper on a deeper level and communicating to a stronger emotions, deeper emotions of the buyer. And that is point number twelve. This is how you guys become a better copywriter. And I hope you like this uh, podcast. I will also link a few books that you can use because uh, Cash Advertising is amazing. Cloud Hopkins Scientific Advertising is amazing book written in nineteen twenty four, nineteen twenty three, which is which is unbelievable. A lot of this is super applicable. And uh, there's another book, David Ogilvy on advertising. Classic is, I highly, highly recommend that. Has amazing examples of what it's like to uh, be a great copywriter or uh, a marketer is the same thing. Uh, but I, I've just seen that, you know, I, I, last week, I believe, I went to one of the meetups in marketing. And there were a lot of presentations and a lot of presentations were about marketing concepts and how marketing is getting digitized and all these trends. And those are important and those are good to know for sure. But not a lot of people spend time on understanding the fundamentals, what makes people buy, because those are the most important. When you understand that why people buy, you you know how to to influence people and that is one of the most important things because you can be a hacker you can be a growth hacker or somebody who knows how to write facebook ads or linkedin and this is great this is important but some at some point those companies are going to change an algorithm and then you will be you want to know you want to know what are the fundamental things because those don't change and as uh, you might have heard 
Jeff Bezos loves talking about things, or he loves talking about focus on what doesn't change. Whenever, and he talked about it from the perspective of building the company, but it's the same thing in marketing. When you focus on things that don't change, you build a foundation and then you can scale it based on whatever trend, whatever thing that comes out after Twitch, after Twitter and Instagram and whatever app is out there because they will change and that's how it's going to go. But the fundamentals, why people buy, how they how they get affected, how emo- their emotions get affected won't change. So if you guys like this episode, you know what to do. Go on iTunes and uh, or Apple Podcasts and leave a six-star review. This is a six-star only podcast, and I hope you loved this content. I will be doing more of that, uh, obviously, on marketing, on a business. I will see you in the next episode.